1: And I think that was a point in our friendship where we really learned, are we friends just because we benefit each other, or do we genuinely
0: want to see the success of the other person? Yep. I think oftentimes we see relationships of convenience, right? And our relationship got to a point where it wasn't convenient. Mm. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast.
1: I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast.
0: We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world.
1: And in today's conversation, we will be introducing ourselves to you, sharing about our friendship and journey as best friends and sisters through education and entrepreneurship. We'll also discuss how we've dealt with comparison and competition as two successful growing women. I don't really know how to start. This is super exciting. (laughs) okay so for all of the people out there who may be new to us and don't know us please friend introduce yourself <laughs> and no false humility stuff really give oh, them damn. the full cv linked in <laughs> all the graduates and all of that give it to us
0: <laughs> awesome source oh this is super exciting hey guys my name is renee for those of you that don't know me i am an educator entrepreneur online persona and I believe that's me in terms of my story and my journey. um, So I was born and raised in North London, Um, went to a state school in North London with Courtney, actually, where we met and became really good friends um after that went to oxford to do my undergraduate study in history which was dope loved (laughs) it of course there was so much pain that and trauma that came as a result of that but you know we'll dig we'll dig deep into that in due course i then went on to do my postgraduate degree at harvard in international education policy which was also dope And then following on from that, I've worked in a lot of education startups. I have my own two startups. So I currently have a social enterprise called Flyover Network, which is all about connecting young marginalized people with the opportunities they need to succeed. And I also own a company called The Well Brand, which is all about empowering young content creators and writers like myself to create mindful content. And then there's the whole other stuff that I do, (laughs) like copywriting, consulting, um, I also, have a YouTube channel, so that is a brief tour into and the world. And you of are LA. a baking extraordinaire. I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, yes, I bake, I am a baker at Ren Bakes. That's me, I think yeah. that's me. I i think
1: so. I think that's everything for now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: well, that is my best friend. <laughs> I will never ever stop bragging. or oh, did you hear that? wow a cv <laughs> um, yeah so my name is Courtney Daniela and I am uh same age as Danay, I'm 23 and uh went to a state school born and raised in North London too um not far from uh, each other actually yeah went to the same state school which is where we you know fell in love and became best became besties. <laughs> and um yeah went to uh the university of cambridge started my degree (laughs) in human social and political sciences in 2015 and graduated in 2018 and um as soon as i graduated i went straight into entrepreneurship and Woo-hoo. I started my own company called CDB London and Boss, it babe. is <laughs> sorry let me stop doing ad-libs for you
0: shout this is not a Migos track let me behave let me behave
1: oh love it and it's um a end-to-end wig making service for women all around the world to get good hair good wig making um and just to support a community of black women who are creating and defining beauty. And yeah, that's that's basically what brings us here today. I don't have as many um, extra talents like Girl, Renee. out of here, a whole business owner. Whole business. Um, but yeah, um, I guess one thing that's interesting is I've been doing hair literally for like ten years, being a hairstylist for ten years. Literally, whilst I was at six form, I was working in like different salons and stuff. Um, So hopefully we can talk more about things like that. But with that kind of introduction and with you understanding who we are, Mm. two people super passionate about education, entrepreneurship, but also friendship and sisterhood. And that is basically what led us to create this podcast, the desire to share with people. um, And I guess, Renee, you can kind of put your perspective on it as well but i think for me the desire to share with people that you really can't do life alone and life is better done with a sister or two or millions in (laughs) our case um who can really be there to pull you up when you're down Mm. and i'm sure as the podcast goes on we will like reveal more about our story and more about our sisterhood but i guess take us to how our relationship how our friendship started
0: <sighs> Full score and many years ago, <laughs> I, I just wow, I it was love at first sight, really. I just saw Courtney in the hallway of our decrepit-looking six and <laughs> decided that I would never leave her. Um, she's been trying to get rid You're of me. So <laughs> <laughs> I jest, I jest. Um, but just a comment, really quickly, on what Courtney was saying about mm. you know this whole idea of sisterhood is just so, so important to us because in a world where we often focus so much on romantic relationships or when we focus on this whole idea of being a individual person, like, you know, you know the whole, like, I I'm back myself, yeah. like can't trust anyone else and that kind of nonsense. <laughs> it's so, so important to be able to have people around you to draw on and, mm. you know, be a part of your journey as well as be a part of their journey. Yeah. Um, in terms of me and Courtney's journey and how that started so we went to the same um, state school and you know the whole year seven year eight year nine we were like acquaintances I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that we were friends until about like the year 11 into the sixth form leap and when we transitioned into sixth form that was when we started hanging out a lot more we were literally in like three three out of four of our A-level <laughs> classes. We used to sit at the front of every class as well. Together. Being so insufferable. I remember <clears throat> history, English. Um, yeah, those were the two subjects where yeah. we proper like sat in the front. We were just the insufferable <laughs> duo. And I remember when we decided that we were gonna pursue Oxbridge. Yeah, It's so, such a vivid memory to me. We literally had like, I think it was like New Look as one tab open. <laughs> Picture this, we were literally hunched over the computer in our um, sixth form common room. Got a pretty little thing on one tab. We've got um, AliExpress on the other tab. <laughs> looking then... at bundles. <laughs> <laughs> we we're literally looking at that 22 inch, like, you know, the next the hair is going to slay. And we also had Oxford and Cambridge up um, on the tabs. And it was then that we had our eureka moment and we were like, maybe we should do this. Yeah. Like, let's just see. And to give a bit of context, we've only had, I think one person before us, like three or four, five years ago, go to Cambridge. <laughs> Literally. And we really haven't, sometimes we see, we saw her, you know, sometimes we didn't. Yeah. And yeah, it was a big thing for us because not only be it, like being part of the first generation of those kind of people, um, going to Oxbridge was a huge deal for us. Yeah. And even before that, but also during that process, I think that was when we really became close because our journey into these places was so unique. Mm. And we literally, rather than be the kind of people that are, you know, competing in a way, we just decided, listen, we're going to double up on this. Yeah. And Oxford and Cambridge are going to take us. literally. And I'm going to pass on to you to actually describe the experience <laughs> of when we both like found out what that a, we got in. But what was a saga. <laughs> <laughs> from application. <laughs> <laughs> from oh. application to interview to i have never like experienced such a train wreck of an next like
1: till now journey. till this day that is actually the worst period of my life <laughs> it was the best but it was the worst um it's so interesting because i feel like our you've explained it like so spot on but i think our our journey like what renee is failing <laughs> to mention is just how academically stellar she was oh, so gosh. um I guess up until like you're saying like year 11 times we we knew of each other and the reason why we knew of each other was I feel like I was very loud and I was also a very like if if I'm around you know me do you get what I mean I'm loud I'm I'm just that sort of person but with you it was like that's the girl who's the smartest girl in our year like that was that was the title that was a, the crown and I remember when we got our year 11 results it was like Everyone's just like, yeah, what did you get? What did you get? What did Renee get? No one really cares about everybody else. What did Renee get? <laughs> Renee bust out of GCSE with 10 A stars. And for the area that we live in, or the, the area our school was in, that was like, you're a genius. Like you actually, mm-hmm. for, not even just for the area our school was in, for the nation, <laughs> you're a genius. The nation,
0: for the nation, flying the flag for Britain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for real, no, but like for the nation, you are actually a genius. And... I think at that moment, it was just like, no, like this girl's actually amazing. What was so funny is we were part of two separate friendship Mm. groups, but our friendship groups used to sit next to each other in the lunch hall. So I would like always see Renee. So it would be a hi, bye. Like, you're right, yeah, cool. We were in the same useless French class (laughs) (laughs) at GCSE. So we we... need a
0: whole episode for that one. Our useless
1: GCSE (laughs) French class. Anyone who was in it, shout out to you. I hope we all made it out. With something. That was the only GCSE I got a B in until now I'm still better because my French teacher was Spanish. So Greening. anyway, we're going to leave that to the side. Um, Yeah, and... I feel like when we got into year 12, it was definitely like, well, for me, the majority of my friends had left Mm. um, our school to go to other sixth forms. So I had to find a completely new friendship group. And it was easy for me to kind of just move to the next table. Like, okay, these girls that we always sit around and it was you, it was a whole bunch of our other friends who we're still friends with, still meet up, do Christmas, link ups, everything together. And that's when our friendship grew when we were taking two very similar subjects. But also we both had the same format of, we were both taking history and english literature yep. and we're sitting next to each other at the front like you said <laughs> um, just annoying our teachers but also we both had a strategy of take one very academically strong subject mm. and then one subject that you really love mm. so i took sociology yep. and you took drama yep. so we like both were just like yeah let's just do one subject that you know what everyone's telling us it's useless we yep. should like put it to the side but we just love it and then let's take one to like offset that weight. (laughs) So you took chemistry and I took (laughs) maths. the trauma oh my gosh those were the worst <laughs> lessons known to mankind oh, honestly
0: and truly christ have ha, mercy. suffering
1: <laughs> indeed <laughs> indeed so um i feel like we got each other through that because yeah. we were like you said like we were on such a similar path and i think for you having got such great gcses and stuff even though going to oxbridge wasn't something that was common to us, our area, our family, whatever. It was something that was like, you can do this. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can actually do this, your interests, your academic intrigue, like all of it. Your you are just an academic person. Um and I feel like that was one of the biggest reasons why I latched on to you. Cause it was like there's nobody with as much determination that I know apart from you. Like this was somebody who, like you are somebody who forget where I come from forget what you assume I should be doing like I don't need to actually match up to expectations statistics it doesn't matter I if I want something I'm going to get it and nothing is going to stand in my way and I was just like yo this girl is actually a living superhero (laughs) if I if I don't like just follow this girl like a just like a, a puppy <laughs> like that's that's what i literally used to do like renee what's the answer <laughs> <Renée>? <laughs> where are you going <laughs> literally way. and i would i would do that and I, I think one you are i think this is why this conversation about sisterhood is so important because mm-hmm. even going into our application for oxbridge you were my rock like you were actually Likewise. nobody else understood the mm-hmm. conditions because there's one thing you're applying to university yeah. that's already extremely intense you're 17 you're just trying to figure life out you're and everyone's asking you what do you want to do for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. I don't know like I actually have no idea and we come home then to parents who don't really understand this academic uh, education system yeah they may not have been to university themselves so it's very difficult to come and talk to family Mm -hmm. about it and and it's hard to even talk to your teachers about it because our teachers I love our school at times I don't want to say too much, <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. So mm. it's not like you always got encouragement because, mm. and, it, and it's mm-hmm. not also like you always got people who really understood what you were going through because yeah. it was just so rare. Like yep. you said, like there was one person who had gone to Cambridge before us, years before us, who was also quite removed from our mm. circumstances and our context. Yep, yep, yep. Um, exactly. as like two young black girls, very working class background. Um, it was different so it was just like if anyone understands this Renee understands and I think that's what really bonded us together just understanding we're on a very similar journey and we're on a very similar life path that it would almost be stupid to not do this together you know exactly this so to the application process oh Jesus it's and the reason why we sigh like that is if you've the application to university is already a lot of paperwork it's a lot of applications yeah it's you know fill in this form and all of that okay you do that you gotta pay for it too it's not free oh listen (laughs) that was a shock (laughs) you do that and then oxbridge then starts asking you for more yeah like fill in the saq Mm -hmm. or come and do this um admissions test Mm -hmm. or give us two essays and it's just like oh my days like what's going on and then on top of that we had to prepare for interview yep And so we're going through this process of like, okay, do we apply? Don't we apply? Where do we apply? What do we apply for? And we were just bouncing these ideas off of each other because genuinely, apart from the knowledge we had both found on the internet, there wasn't really anywhere else we could go for information. Mm. No one really knew anything. And so we would do that. And literally it would be things like, (laughs) Renee would come to me in the cover and be like, you know, for your course, you need to like hand in so- two essays. I'm like, what <laughs> really? Huh? And I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, for your course, so yep, that you, yep, know, you need to do this entry yep. t- like, test and we would just be bouncing off of each other. Like, mm. make sure you've got this, make sure you've got this and make sure that we're both at our tip top shape, helping each other with coursework. Yep. <laughs> I'm actually sorry up the reason
0: you the reason why we we side so heavily with coursework especially shout out history coursework Woo! shout out you Ms. know M. yo shout out history a level you guys you held us down when yeah. we were going through it and yeah. we were receiving um all sorts of Letters below D for our coursework. Can you imagine us?
1: Bear in mind, Renee started off the year, like she started off year 12, fresh into sixth form, getting A's off the bat. Like it would just get an A. Then we'll go to history, it's like, Here's an E.
0: I've never seen this letter before I in my said, life. I said, I need you to remove this from my side. Remove this from my eyeline immediately. Oh my God. Oh, we were crumbling.
1: We didn't. We were having a whole identity crisis. Like, <laughs> Do it was you remember
0: bad. when um, you'll even redo it and the grade won't change? Won't change.
1: You'll change by like one mark and that mark won't take you up a grade band. It's bad. So we were holding each other down through all of this existential crisis. I feel like I was taking it
0: on a lot better than Renee. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Oh, listen, as much as Courtney can, you know, big me up. Like when I say I really leaned on you during (laughs) these times of high distress and rolling with the punches. I think what Mm. I admire so much about Courtney is her adaptability. She has so much more capacity than I to adapt to these things. So like when I received my first ever like E, I was just like, what is I don't even speak this language. (laughs) Like I, I don't get it. Whereas with someone like Courtney and bouncing off of her and realizing this is actually not my identity that Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I do have capacity to change. Like I can still develop and do better. Having someone there that's always fighting your corner, especially during the times where, you know, we're applying to Oxford and Cambridge. We're submitting coursework. We can't submit coursework. (laughs) That's an E. It's not possible. So throughout this, (laughs) E.
1: (laughs) It's almost like you just want to sabotage me. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and it, it's so true. And so when we got to that Oxford process, I just remember, obviously, from, from we can laugh about it now, but at the time, anxieties were really mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. And we were both going through personal things, like at home. Yep. And I remember, like, were just uh, during this period, my mum got sick. And I feel like this was when I really understood, like, Renee is in my corner. I remember I was doing hair at a salon, Um, This is all during year 13. So we're applying our applications have gone through and we're just waiting to hear back. Are you like getting into interviews or what? And my mum was sick. And um, I really thought like for my whole family, we just thought like this is a sickness my mum might not come back from. And I remember just having that pressure of like, okay, my mom can't work. She's like really holding us down financially. And so I need to take on that financial burden. And so I remember we were sitting in an English lesson and our English teacher wasn't there. And uh, we had a substitute. (laughs) And the thing about me is, i don't know why my attitude was like this this was before i got saved i don't rate anyone
0: so <laughs> your attitude oh my, my gosh it was
1: really bad so i was just in like the lesson like i really don't give a crap about what this substitute is telling me to do i'm really having an emotional day i've just found out my mom is sick and i remember like just you know when you're looking at your paper you're trying to work but you're welling up mm-hmm. like i could feel the tears mm-hmm. were coming just from the the tiredness as yeah. well like trying to manage a. Part-time job, but also trying to get these good grades, yep. and everyone telling you you can go to Cambridge, but inside you feel like you really can't. And so mm-hmm. I just burst into tears. I ran out, so dramatic. I'm very dramatic. <laughs> I ran out of the classroom, ran into the toilets across the hallway, and just started bawling my eyes out. And I'm not a crier. I don't really cry that often. So when I do cry, it's like woo, everything's <laughs> coming <laughs> out. Who <laughs> <laughs> everything is coming out? And. I was just crying and crying and crying. And to my, not to my surprise, but to my comfort, Renee came in running behind me and was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't think I'm going to go to uni. I don't think I should go to uni. And you were like, you're going to uni. (laughs) (laughs) and you you sat there and the thing is I remember you cried with me and Renee if I don't cry Renee's a fuck <laughs> Renee, <laughs> Renee does not cry and I just she was there crying with me and she hugged me and she was like no we're gonna get through this together you're going to go to university your mom's going to be okay if anyone can do this you can do this and I just thought in that moment like damn I this is like my rock right now. Like this is somebody who's really reminding me not just that they're great and they're here for me, but that I'm great and they won't let me settle for anything less than what I should be. And I needed that. And in that moment, it was just like, yeah, you know what? Wipe your tears. We're going to go and get this because we deserve this. And at that moment, I think that's when everything turned during that year and the trajectory chain from mm-hmm. changed from, oh, we'd be so lucky to get this to no no. no They're lucky to get exactly. us. Like we 100. just need we're just gonna work for this. We're gonna full beast mode. And I feel like year thirteen, that's what it was. Like yep. full beast mode. Have you studied? You haven't studied, get to study them. <laughs> you know?
0: Then, Have you done this past paper? No. Well, I think you should go and do that, there right? There you now. go. Here <laughs> it is.
1: And that's exactly what we were on. We were just each other's motivators but almost Mm. each other's like almost like a drill sergeant yeah like you actually i won't allow you to fail at this and i won't allow you to until you fully decide that you don't want to do it anymore if there is an ounce of you that still wants this you're going to go and get it yeah you know and i think that's one of the biggest things that i learned during that period of time like i can have what i want Mm -hmm. it's fine if you don't want it but if you want it, go and get it. Yep. and that's what that Oxbridge pro- process taught me. And I think one of the funniest things was when it was my interview. Like my interview was coming, and I was so scared. Yeah, and I was in the sixth form um common room. Like I'm not going. I'm not going to go tomorrow. I'm not going to my interview. I'm not go- and the thing is, Renee wasn't there because Renee was at her interview, <laughs> which was residential, so she was away for a couple of days. And I remember, like, one of our best friends came in and was like, did you hear about what happened to Renee? I was like, what? We will tell this story (laughs) one day about our (laughs) interviews. But, like, she was on her way. She missed her train. Her suitcase broke. This is this. I was like, oh, my days, what the (laughs) heck is happening? And even through that, when we spoke to each other on the phone, you were just like, it's all going to be okay. Like, we just had to reassure each other, even in the face of all this adversity, it's all going to be okay and
0: that's where we got to and surprisingly well i wasn't shocked when you got in i wasn't shocked when you got in either in fact i was literally just like i was just waiting wow in fact i was more excited that you got in than i got in like literally i got it i was like oh my god this is amazing but then when you got in i just felt like a sense of just relief yeah happiness and just i knew it like i knew it in my heart like when you were going through the process and all of the the experiences that you shared, I'm sure we'll do a whole episode. <laughs> we just, have to. Just like the interview experience <laughs> itself. But coming back from that and then hearing that you got in, I was just like, I feel completed. Wow. Like it wasn't enough for me to get in. You had to get into. And I think what makes our bond so strong, as you were saying, is the sense of you are my rock. You mm-hmm. are somebody that I can turn to. You are a reflection of me. As long as you're winning, I'm good. Yeah. So... Hearing about that, seeing that, I was literally. I called my mom. In fact, I was, mom, did you hear that? I couldn't came in. You like, "What?"
1: <laughs> I remember that day. I came back from school. I was like, "Mom, you'll never, you'll never, you'll guess. never guess it." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like literally the same, exactly what you said. Like when you're winning, I'm winning. Like I know everything's actually gonna be okay. Yeah. Um. And what was what was interesting about that time was just. I remembered I think the 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 day we got our actual a-level results and Mm -hmm. we knew we've got into Mm -hmm. university like this this isn't just the offer this this is it we've got it I remember um because two years ago we had collected our GCSE results we pulled up this Facebook conversation that we had had yep when we got our (laughs) our GCSE (laughs) results it was actually so emotional and so scary because we pulled up this uh Bear in mind at this point um, of this Facebook conversation, mm, it's like a Facebook memory mm-hmm, reminder, mm-hmm. right? It was two years ago. We really didn't really know each other like yeah. that. But I remember posting my GCSE results like, oh, this is why, because I was bragging about it to everybody. <laughs> child. I was just like, yeah, this is what I got. Um, and then I remember you commented mm-hmm. and you were like, this is so amazing. Yep. Um, and then I I commented back like, and well done to you and stuff like that. And I can't wait to see you go to Oxford. And then you commented back, well, if I'm going to Oxford, you'll definitely go to Cambridge. And that is exactly what happened (laughs) two years later. it's actually crazy. It is, man. And we proper put each other like, bet, okay, you're going to Oxford. I'll see you there. I remember.
0: I literally (laughs) remember commenting, bet, see you there. And like literally saw you there. Yeah. Like actually saw you there. And what's really interesting about the application process, that was even like the first half of the battle. Mm -hmm. The second half of the battle was when we actually pulled up to these places yeah
1: that's another conversation for another day <laughs> but really because what's so interesting is I think I'm, I guess we've explained how we became sisters how yeah, we became yeah, best yeah. friends and what really bonded us together and what we what we saw in each other that made us know that God really created us to be on this journey together mm. right But then I think there was, once we had graduated and we will tell the tales of that university degree because that was a lot. But once we graduated, I think what was interesting and a pivotal part of our friendship was we were no longer doing, we were on the same journey in a very similar direction, but Mm -hmm. we weren't taking the same routes and we weren't taking the same, I guess, uh, modes of transport on that journey. I had started a business straight away but you went and did your postgraduate. Mm -hmm. And I think what would be interesting to talk about is how did we during that time, because this is one thing that people often bring up with Mm. friendships between women. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of like comparison, cattiness, competition, Mm -hmm. backhanded compliments, shade, um, basically frenemies, right? Your frenemies, your, your friends, but really deep down your enemies. Mm -hmm. And you, you really just want what the other person has or vice versa. Yeah. And I think that was a point in our friendship where we really learn, is this just because, like are we friends just because we benefit each other or do we genuinely want to see the success of the other person? Because you went off and did a whole postgrad at Harvard and I was just here like, yeah, but just. Start here we this. go. You <laughs> see, just... here we
0: go. Here we go, Courtney. Because this is this is the thing, like, right? Like it's it's really a question, like it's a case of perspective. Yes. For exactly. you looking at me and seeing that, it was always funny to me because I was always like, oh look at me, I'm still in education. And this girl has gone off to go Insane. and start her business and like be a flourishing like content creator and entrepreneur, <laughs> and I'm still reading. <laughs> i'm still reading albeit at harvard i'm still reading and i think as you were saying it's so important to also acknowledge the fact that sometimes these things can actually appear yeah like when we see online friendships and relationships and stuff it can often look so polished and Mm -hmm. like oh they were always friends and always close and stuff like that but the fact that we were also dealing with these doubts about ourselves and our journeys is just a testament to the fact that that's what real friendship looks like the fact that not even that but the fact that we could also share that right yeah. the fact that we actually had honest conversations and like literally i went to courtney i was like courtney girl <laughs> am i supposed to be doing this because i'm not gonna lie like you look like you have it all together and yeah. says, i'm just breaking apart the seams and then courtney would be like oh no girl, i'm, bro- I'm, I'm break- broke I, i'm broke <laughs> i've been breaking i've been breaking and i think it was during that time that we really understood and learned how to cheer from different parts of of the corner that we had been holding down like it was easy to always cheer someone on that would looked like you or was doing the same things that you were doing but then now learning a new going to a new level of sisterhood where you could appreciate somebody coming into the fullness of their true purpose and their calling as distinct from your own Mm. is a like it's a level of friendship and sisterhood that I'm so grateful that we've reached because I think oftentimes we see relationships of convenience right and our relationship got to a point where it wasn't convenient. Mm. I was in the States for like a year um, and it wasn't convenient. Even catch-ups were not convenient. Like communication wasn't convenient. The fact that you were like literally in the thick of entrepreneurship, dealing with all sorts of things (laughs) that were coming at you left, right and center. It wasn't convenient. It actually wasn't easy to be there for each other. Yeah, But we still held it down. And not because, you know you make me look good or I'll make you look good or you know it's a convenience thing or whatever but genuinely because we have a vested interest in seeing each other win yeah and not not in the sense of like you know monetary or anything but Mm -hmm. genuinely because we care about each other yeah and I don't know why that feels like such a revolutionary thing to say (laughs) nowadays like I care about Courtney deeply I love her like deeply and why does it feel like so strange to say that almost in this like day and age yeah
1: so I I feel like it's because and I think this is the essence of today's episode a lot of people deal with not just with their own friends but just with anyone they see that Mm -hmm. is around their age maybe comes from where they come from we deal with comparison a lot I think a lot of us get insight into people's lives way more than normal yeah like way sure. more than what should be normal we get to see what people post and and keep up with them all the time like you have 24 hour stories that people are literally documenting their lives as it happens mm. um, and you get to see what happened like four hours ago to someone mm. based on what they want to show you and I think what's critical about what you said about our friendship is we weren't just showing each other highlight reels and I think that's what really helped us not on get onto this Comparison and competition thing. We were never in competition with each other. Mm. Do we motivate each other? Definitely. Do we tell each other like, "Sis, get your grind (laughs) up." I don't know what you're doing. Honestly, get it together. This is this is what's being done, and this is how I can help you. All of our wins is always to help the other person. Mm. If I make a win, it's so that Renee Renee's standing on that pedestal as well. It's not to overshadow anybody. But I think what's critical about our friendship is. If there's always been transparency and vulnerability there. Yep. I will let you know when I only have twelve pounds in my bank. Oh, account. 100 Do you get what I mean? i I don't have money you know (laughs) i I don't oh the flashbacks flashbacks. or like it's like oh we want to go out i have no money come to my house it's not this is or you know i'm I'm really struggling with this essay or this is where my mental health is or Mm -hmm. this is what's happening in my family Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we allowed this is the
0: stupid boy that i'm chasing or this is the (laughs) stupidity
1: (laughs) i'm chasing and we allowed each other to see that whilst the whole you know, world and social media or whoever's clapping for you on LinkedIn or whatever mm-hmm. can see that, yeah, you've got it all up. You've got it all together. We were able to see each other's low points and in that moment provide prayer, yep. provide um encouraging words, provide even just an ear yeah. to, for you to, to talk to and also just wisdom mm-hmm. for each other to grow in that direction. But I think one thing that's constantly underpinned our friendship and underpinned our sisterhood is we both always keep in mind where the other person is meant to be. yeah. And we know that we're essentially meant to help them get to their destiny. We're not just here trying to occupy space and, hey, look, my best friend is Renee or, hey, mm-hmm. my best friend is Courtney. It's no, like, actually, I'm here to help serve this person so that they can get to where it is they need to be and you can't do that if deep in your heart you wish that where they're going that's where you are Mm -hmm. or you think deep in your heart that you should have what they have that's not necessarily what friendship is about but I think with where we are right now as a generation it's easy to just be jealous Mm -hmm. and be envious and see everyone not as healthy competition but as I can't let this person outshine me.
0: Yeah. It's so toxic. Scarcity, scarcity. And this whole idea that only you can win. Yeah. Cause I, there's even levers, there's levels and there's layers to it. Right. Where, you know, there's this whole idea that only you can win at this level. Mm. There's even some people who, you know, yeah, you can win. Like, yeah, I'm supporting, I'm rooting for you, sis. And all this kind of nonsense. That, it's and, the sis at the end the, Oh, it's the sis. <laughs> sis It's actually nonsense. Um, <laughs> those those kind of people like those people that have you know those kind of sentiments right you can't go past them you yeah. can win up to their level or just below but you can't go past them. right and i think what's beautiful about our friendship and our relationship is I don't even think of myself in reference to you as a gauge of your win. I just want you to win. Like literally the amount of times that I will WhatsApp Courtney or message her out of the blue and and say something like you're going to do X, Y, Z. I see this for you. I see that you should go and catch that win. Like it's not even in my mind as like you're not even in my mind as a competitor. As you said very much, it's about destiny helping. How can I help you get from A to B? I've seen what you can become and I even want you to surpass it. So what, like, how can I use myself to do that? Right. And I think, yeah, as you said, this unhealthy access that we have to people's like highlights, because it's not the full, the fullness of their story, mind you, until they break down and cry on YouTube (laughs) or Instagram or something, you know, silly like that. Until they break down and cry and say, listen, this is what I've been dealing with behind the scenes understand that what you're seeing is a polished play it's an Mm. episodic piece you don't even get to see the in-betweens the dress rehearsals or anything like that and it's so easy to compare yourself and think oh damn like i want to get there not knowing that what that person has done to get there you would never be able to do in a million years or you know they've had to sacrifice xyz or they've done some despicable things not to say that everybody's like win is as a result of despicable things criminal behavior (laughs) you know thug life but understanding that there is a certain level of sacrifice behind everybody else's win yeah and understanding that the people first of all understanding that what you are seeing are people Mm. because i think there's a dehumanization process that occurs when we engage with social media yes like we see things we don't see people right we see personas even this whole idea of influencer this idea of persona or you know all that kind of stuff these are the things we see but we don't understand that these people are human until you know, push comes to shove or something drastic happens. And I think that what's really helped our relationship is we've always seen each other as human. So whenever I like post something or whenever Courtney posts something, we can always see what's going on behind the scenes. And we try as hard as possible to make sure that even the things that we post are as true to ourselves and authentic as possible. Yeah. And the great thing about our relationship is because we can tell when we're not being transparent, we can tell each other off. Yeah. Like (laughs) I think people, listen, I think people are also nervous about calling their friends out because they feel like, oh, like I'm a hater or like, you know, that's not true friendship. Listen, iron sharpens iron. Yep. Sharp hurts. (laughs) pierce to pierce someone hurts and to be able to do that with somebody means that you really love them because you wanted them to do better and i think we're definitely getting into a like a time where people are afraid of critique Mm. but if anything we should be grateful that we get critique from our friends because they are the ones that know us the best and are able to actually see the areas that we need to you know sharpen up in straight up and what's brilliant about us is i can call courtney out courtney can call me out and we've done it multiple times Facts. if the video was crap we'll say the video was <laughs> crap if the post was dead the yeah. post was dead yeah. if what you said was inappropriate it was yeah. inappropriate apologize and yeah. there's no like shadiness there's no like feeling some type of way about it yeah. it's just straight up i want you to do better yeah i'm gonna call you out because 100. of that for your own sake not yeah. because of my sake 100. but because i care yeah and do better yeah like the amount of times as much as there's the whole you know nurturing and caring and stuff like that i feel like in a lot lot of female relationships that critique element you know that
1: sharpness get it together get it together like i remember when you straight up told me and it was the it's going to sound very because you haven't got context around it it's going to sound harsh but Renee literally we were standing in Westfield and you straight up looked at me in the face it was like Courtney you're mediocre and I said hold on a minute man you know when you say stuff about yourself but then someone says it to you you're like wow hold on hold on I didn't expect you to affirm this but literally I was just going around like Renee I feel like I've I've plateaued and I've allowed myself to get really lazy and I feel like I I hate being mediocre but I feel like right now I'm just being mediocre and you're like yeah yeah you are you're mediocre and I thought wow like Mm -hmm. no one would tell you straight to your face that what you're saying because everyone wants to stroke your ego right exactly no you're doing great when they know full and well you could be doing more like based on your capacity and based on what you can do and you've proven you can do Mm -hmm. and what I know is in you and your potential you can do so much more and you're not doing it why and and really keeping people accountable to that but I think it's really what you touched in the sense of objectifying people Mm. because you know me and the whole like linkedin culture you know (laughs) i struggle (laughs) i struggle hard and i think it's, it's more so because people become objects and materials that you can use to level up yeah and get to where it is you need to be or they become um these things and these trophies that you can show off like hey I know this person yeah. or I have this person's number or mm-hmm. I, I I I have proximity to this person and their success and I've never I, I've struggled with it because for me I think like you said it's actually about recognizing each other's humanity and recognizing the fact that you're more than just an object and something that I'm using to pamper my own self-esteem that's not what you are actually we are too and I think this is what the essence of this podcast is realizing that we can come and give you tips on personal growth and professional growth and stuff Mm -hmm. but we want us to do it with genuity and authenticity and realizing that we are people we're not just here to be consumed like we're here living in capitalist world let's be real about it it's often very easy to see people as who's going to help me get ahead And that's what leads us Mm. into these really bad, dysfunctional relationships and friendships where we really don't care about the person. We just care about what they can do for us. Mm. And that's the essence of what we want to bring out in our generation. Like sisterhood is seeing you for the soul that you are and seeing Mm. me for the soul that I am and wanting you to reach what you've been destined for. And using all the resources and the capacity I have to make sure you reach that potential. And like you said, exceed
0: it. Mm -hmm
1: not just trying to look good together.
0: Exactly. Because even that fades. And like the thing that I was thinking about as you were speaking, Courtney, I remember one time, like I rang you up and I was just like, Courtney, you know, like if I murdered someone at like 3am in the morning, you know, you're the person I would call to her absolute horror. (laughs) Context. I was watching like a document, a docu-series on, um, like a a serial killer, um, Mm -hmm because I'm strange and weird like that (laughs) and just have the curiosity level of like, it's incomparable basically. (laughs) And it really just made me think about this whole idea of trust and the fact that, you know, humans are like made for social relationships, like Mm -hmm. real deep, meaningful social relationships. Mm -hmm. And the level of trust, even in that like ridiculous statement alone, but the level of trust that I have in you, with you, for you, is something that I ch- I so cherish. And in this kind of like community that we're trying to build and foster these kind of relationships, like I really want other people to have that as well. Yeah. Because I literally, like that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, I've actually got a Courtney in my life. Like I've actually got somebody that I trust to this extent, mm. somebody that I love to this extent. And whenever I engage with like other women or like, you know, younger girls and I talk about you they can already see oh my god like that's such a beautiful thing that you have Mm. and I'm always astounded by the amount of people that may not have that yeah and it's crazy like it's so so crazy because it's it forms such an essential part of my own life our bond that it's like to be without this nah like this is the reason why we have so many people that are over sensationalizing romantic relationships yeah all sorts of other like problems in their life that they are now glorifying to fill that kind of like human relationship yeah with other
1: people yeah so yeah yeah it really is it's beautiful that's the only word that I can really use to explain it it's beautiful um and we hope that you experience something like this too (laughs) as you progress through these (laughs) podcast episodes this isn't just so that we could come and crush on each other as you can tell we do it a lot (laughs) But it's more so that you can start to develop, first of all, a sense of just loving yourself and then being able to love people Mm. in a functional and healthy way that isn't just romantic, but actually makes you invest in your friendships because oftentimes those are the things that affect you the most and grow you the most. But on that note, we're at the end of the first conversation. (laughs) But yes, as we uh, would love for you to join in the conversation with us let us know what you think about friendships particularly friendships between women Mm. um and what do you think holds them back what do you think is their little je ne sais quoi what makes them better than any other things and just join in the conversation by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood and you can also say hi to us personally on our pages you can at me at courtney daniela with a dot in between both names and at renee kapuku on instagram and twitter but also you can tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters You can also
0: join the Sisterhood by signing up to our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together.
1: And we will talk to you very soon and remember to keep glowing and growing.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.